Welcome to the American Association of Critical Care Nurses COVID-19 Support Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the American Association of Critical Care Nurses COVID-19 Support Podcast. I'm your host, nurse journalist Jamie Davis. Our goal is to discuss important nursing practices during the COVID-19 pandemic and offer tips for nurses on the front line or behind the scenes. We hear you, we're with you, and we support you. Thanks for joining us, whether you're listening in the car, at the house, doing everyday chores, or maybe just taking a quick break. In this podcast series, we will do our best to provide you with the most current information from our incredible community of nurses. However, you should always check with the nursing practice standards for the state in which you're licensed and working, as well as with the organization or healthcare facility where you work. Today, we have bedside nurse Nikki Raymond on the show to discuss how she and colleagues manage patient care amidst the COVID crisis on a daily basis. Let's listen to Nikki discuss how she and her colleagues work together as a team to manage COVID patients and support each other. Hi, Nikki. I want to welcome you to the show. And just uh, if you'd like to give us a quick rundown or a quick introduction about yourself so we can learn a little bit about who you are. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Nikki. I am a critical care nurse. I have worked in critical care for about 14 years. Currently work at a hospital in Los Angeles um, in a surgical intensive care unit. On the side, I love to garden. I think spending that time in nature just relaxes you and helps you just recenter. We'll come back to that because I think that's an important point um, as we're talking about you know, bringing ourselves back around in the midst of everything that's going on. But I'd like to talk a little bit about um, what things were like as your facility and you yourself prepared and ramped up for the onset of the COVID surge as it hit um, your area. Um, my experience is, I feel like, a little bit different Um When the onset of the COVID surge hit my facility, I was called out um, to be home for a couple of weeks after being tested for COVID because as it turns out, I started experience with an exposure. So one of our resident doctors uh, tested positive. He was symptomatic. He was working amongst all the nurses. and They initially took all of those people out, um, tested them. And then once we tested negative, we were able to return to work. No one was positive, thank God for that. So then when we came to work, it was just being thrown in. Um, But my first day back, I worked in our COVID unit um, where all the patients there were mostly COVID positive and it was new, just learning what precautions we had to take in addition to previous precautions we had to take when taking care of an isolation patient. Um, A little bit uh, scary but we worked together and we figured it out and the changes were hour by hour, you know, okay, wear two gloves, wear one glove, wear one gown, wear in then, you know, by the end of the day, we had tried a million different routines, it felt like. What was it like for you to adapt to that? Because that's what we've heard from other people is the the need to be really flexible um, because so many changes happened in a quick time frame. We talked to an educator that discussed um, having to turn around education for the nurses within a couple of hours. Um, like I said, a little bit nerve wracking um, because 
when you are doing one thing and someone comes to you an hour later and tells you essentially what you were doing was wrong, you think wrong how? Wrong was I exposed? Was I exposing others? Or, you know, so that's a question that you ask yourself as a person that's at the bedside constantly every time they ask you to change what you have been doing because this new thing is better. And so um, you did have to be flexible and realize that you can only change very little in that situation and just accept that and move forward and do your best. And remember that as nurses, we do understand the basic principles of contamination. You know, so we're, we're, we're ahead of the game. We understand. So don't touch your face. You're going to be fine. What about an example of something maybe that you saw or you participated in that was an outside of the box kind of thinking moment, um, you know, where you had to kind of improvise um, and, and, and adapt with that flexible mindset to something that you weren't expecting? A lot of the nurses uh, picked up new habits to um, protect themselves further. So we have isolation gowns, you know, most nurses are familiar with those and the back can be a little bit flimsy and left open. So nurses were protecting each other further by making sure they went behind each other and taped the gowns shut to make sure that there was less exposure when you're in the room. And that's something that nurses came up with on their own. And it's a great example of of really watching out for each other, which is, Mm -hmm. is great to hear. Because like you said, you know, we've all worn those things and you have no idea how wide open it is in the back, you know, when you're going in to deal with patient care. Exactly. Yeah. What does it look like and feel like now um, as things have kind of started to, you know, I think they've started to come down in most areas, at least in part, and we've kind of settled into a routine. So what does that routine look like for you and your colleagues? It looks a lot different. Um, COVID for us was different in that they transformed the unit that I work in into a COVID unit. So a lot of those surgeries that we usually take care of were considered um, elective surgeries. And so if you could be pushed back, you were pushed back. And so we were the secondary COVID unit. We had one ICU COVID unit and a secondary ICU COVID unit. So for the most part, we didn't fill up. We were waiting for the surge. And um, as such, there was extra staffing available we know what it's like when you have extra staffing, it just makes your job that much easier when you have plenty of extra nurses. And so now that we're no longer a COVID unit, we're back to business. It's like, you've got to remember how to skate and put on those running shoes because those COVID patients, unfortunately, they were so sick. And so there are intubated and sedated patients. You're not really calling and there's not much you can do for them. Whereas these patients, you know, you got to get back to the basics. You got to get back to mobility, making sure everybody's walked, everybody's you know, had all of their therapy and and it takes a lot more out of you physically. Whereas I feel like COVID took more out of you mentally. What about things that you brought with you to, as things return to normal, is there anything from your process during COVID care that you've changed and adapted to bring back to your, your normal routine? For me, you know, we're still making sure we're staying safe, sanitizing our surfaces and things like that. But making sure that we remind others who may have not had those practices about how to stay safe and how to sanitize their surfaces and how to keep themselves and our nurses safe. So being more vocal about that, we learned to be more vocal about, you know, the resident who really didn't wash his hands that well, or, you know, the people who aren't really combing their hands when they walk out of the room. You mentioned the uh, doctor that that was symptomatic and potentially exposed you, although it turned out to not be the case. Um, have you lost anyone else from the staff that has become ill or or left the unit because of uh, COVID? 
Um, not due to illness. Um, I do know of a couple of other staff members who have become ill, but not critically ill, and they were able to return to work. Um, but there were nurses who chose not to work in the COVID unit. What do you think that process is like? Because obviously you chose to work in a COVID unit, and that's a difficult decision that is very personal to each each one of us. Um, and we often have, you know, underlying family factors that are affecting that decision. Um, do you have any thoughts about how hard that decision was for you or with other conversations you've had with other nurses? For me, it wasn't a thought process that was difficult. I just felt like it was my job and it was something I was able to do. Um, whereas other nurses, I myself, I don't have children. So that's that's one factor I feel like that weighs heavily on the mothers and the fathers that are taking care of the COVID patients. I'm healthy. Um, there are nurses who do have, you know, immuno suppressive diseases, you know, that we don't know about and it's it's none of our business, you know, so I just think that there's so much that those nurses are going through and I respect everyone's decision to make the best decision for them because it's not easy. I know visitation practices have changed in all sorts of hospital units. Um, how has this affected things going forward for you in your patient area? It makes things a bit difficult. You feel for those patients who don't have their loved ones to rely on, to hold their hands when they're coming out of surgery and they're experiencing pain or just to encourage them. You know, Some of our patients are are very sick and some of our patients are newly sick, you know? So you had patients who've been through it many times and they use their loved one to rely on to, you know, get them through it. And then you have some newer patients who are younger, you know, 21 years old, having their first surgery, you know, still at that age, you still really rely on mom and mom just can't really be there to hold your hand. So you, you really feel for them during COVID, the visiting hours were non-existent. And so you had to literally be dying, you know, heart rate down, dying any second before they would make any exception to the rule of someone coming in potentially. And that's only if your patient had recently tested negative for COVID. So there were people who were dying alone and, you know, that's unfortunate. Talk a little bit about how the nurses adapted to having fewer contacts with the, for the patients to rely upon and having to rely more upon you as the nurse. You, you mentioned how you had to get back up to speed uh, because, you know, the patients in your regular unit were, I don't want to say more demanding, but definitely more vocal and, and able to, to reach out for help when um, they called for you. Um, we often rely on the family members in those situations. And when they're not there, that, that puts additional stress on our performance. Um, we use technology. Uh, we use our phones and we use their phones and we help our patients log into their Skypes and their Zooms and their video chats so that they can see their family members. I have had a patient who prior to visiting hours opening up a little bit, um, he had surgery and he, is, um, he was going through a lot and his family was going through a lot. And his daughter called me and said she wanted to set up a meeting where they could be at a far distance and hold up some signs for him. And so they did. We went outside in front of the hospital. He was able to get some fresh air and they, from I don't know, maybe 12 feet away, held up signs saying, we love you, dad. And he loved it. It lit him up. It lit up his family members. And so we had to just kind of think outside the box. You know, we definitely did whatever we could to help them video chat when they couldn't see their family members in person. 
you mentioned earlier that you love to garden and, um, you know, fresh vegetables are great at this time of year, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about how important it was for you in your process to have something outside of the hospital to, uh, to go to and, and kind of de-stress and, and get back to nature and find the centering place for yourself. I think it was extremely important. I feel like it's something that I didn't even realize I needed until, you know, just doing what I have to do to take care of the veggies. If I don't tend to them, they will not survive. So just tending to them and then realizing, you know, the time totally escaped you. You know, a couple of hours later, you're still out there just picking at this and picking at that and how much more relaxed you feel. It's very important for everybody to have that little space where they can get away that just kind of pulls them away from the stressful parts of the hospital and Facebook and the news, it's just, you're surrounded by it, you know? The vegetables do not talk about COVID, so it's nice. You know, we anticipate potentially a, another um, increase in surge sometime in the fall. And uh, if there's a likelihood that your unit returns to become a COVID unit again, uh, what kind of innovations are you looking at re-implementing that going to help you do your job, things that maybe changed and adapted over the time that you were working with the COVID patients. And those are things that you know are going to be able to help you as this returns. I feel like there are a few things that were really um, saving grace for us when we were taking care of those COVID patients. One was we treated ourselves. So we were able to take advantage of the delivery um, services. And so the nurses always joke um, in my particular unit about boba. Every day the nurses would drink these boba teas and have them delivered to them. And so you know, it just made you feel good. You know, it's easy, just have a little sip and, you know, cheers your nurses' friends and go back to business, you know. On the business side, uh, we did have a staff member that was assigned every day to be a PPE coach, so protective equipment coaching. They watched you every time you came in and out of your room to make sure that you were protecting yourselves and doing it correctly and they were ready to, you know, stop you and give you those corrections to make sure you kept yourself protected. So that was helpful and it's definitely something I hope that the hospital continues to implement moving forward if we do experience that surge. Anything that surprised you about um, how the nurses in your unit adapted to having to uh, change your unit into a COVID unit and adapt to all these different things? Was there anything that surprised you about their resilience or how they rose to the challenge? I work with amazing people, not surprising at all. But the team is so amazing. One example would be, you know, if you were admitting a patient, the COVID patient, you go in the room, you know what it's like to admit a patient. It takes a lot of your time. You're in the room for an extended period of time and you're wearing all the PPE and you're sweating. There would be nurses who were thinking about how long you had been in the room and they would be willing to just switch with you. Whatever you're doing in there, I've been watching the clock and you've been in there for almost an hour and I don't think you need to be in that room for that long. Let me switch so that you can minimize your exposure. We can all minimize our exposure. They're just an amazing bunch of people, so not surprising at all. You know, something I hear you saying over and over again, whether it's with your garden or with the, the, the tea breaks or with watching each other's back when they're in stressful parts of the admission process or things like that, uh, this idea of self-care and care for each other that seems to carry through with your unit. Um, talk a little bit about how that process, is, is that something that was always there or is that something that adapted because of you were in a more high-stress situation? I think it's something that's always been there. 
always been there. I've been in that unit for 10 years and we have visitors, travelers, registry people. And the first thing they say, wow, what an amazing bunch of people you have here. It's just something that's always been there, that willingness to help each other. Looking back at your experience with this COVID surge and, and adapting yourself and your practice to a different type of patient care, um, what are your thoughts about how you're looking at your nursing career and your nursing life uh, moving forward? Uh, because this is part of your history now. You know, as an intensive care unit nurse, it's something that crosses everyone's mind. It's such a, a labor-intensive job, and you just wonder how long your body will allow you to carry out that type of work. For me, I haven't found something else that would let me have the same amount of passion that I have working at bedside. And so when I see that, then maybe I'll consider jumping, but I'm so happy right now that it's hard to imagine what else could make me happy. Nikki, was there ever a time when you felt afraid in the midst of handling the COVID patients? Was there a moment where uh, you had a moment of fear either for yourself or for others? Definitely. I feel like the times where I would feel the most scared would be when you would hear those changes from educators coming around and, and telling you, you know, you did this wrong and this is what's the right way to do it. And so in your mind, you just keep thinking, how long was I doing this wrong? You know, so those things definitely weigh on you a bit. We had a practice where we would, uh, this is the wrong thing to do, take off our mask and put them in this little box that was um, had a UV light inside of it. And then we would push the button and it would zap it for a small period of time. And then we would take the mask and put it in a bag and then we would use it for the next, you know, go round. Our educator came in one day and saw us doing it and we're like, oh, we're just zapping our mask. And the look on her face, like you're doing this all wrong. I think everybody felt really bad that night because we felt like all day we might as well have not been wearing the masks when we were definitely in patient, you know, rooms that were positive for COVID. And so that was one of the scarier days, you know, for me, um, personally, I'm like, okay, what's done is done. So just relax and, you know, move forward. Don't stress yourself out about it because it, it could be completely unnecessary, right? And um, I move forward. But some people don't have that luxury because they're going home to their children. And so I definitely look over to my coworker and she's got tears in her eyes because she's going home to her two-year-old baby, you know? And so it's different. Everybody has different experience. Everybody handles stress differently. So, Yeah. Any piece of advice that you'd share with other bedside nurses who've uh, been in, in this situation or maybe you're going to be? We have a lot of new nurses uh, coming into the, the workplace from graduate nurse positions, and some of them are going to end up on COVID units, and maybe yeah. they're listening to this. So do you have a piece of advice to them as that potential for a second surge comes along? I think my advice is always just to do your best. You know, um, Remember that you're doing your best and keeping yourself safe and that's all you can ask for is you're, you're really, really doing your best. And if you can sit back at home and reflect on your shift and say, you know, I really didn't do my best in this area or that area of my day, learn from it, move forward the next day, try your hardest, do it again. And then that's all you can do. And once you really feel like in your heart, you have done your best, then celebrate yourself for that. You know, yeah, give yourself some credit. Nikki, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful time uh, learning from you about your experiences and how we can all take that to improve our patient care down the road. So thank you. Thank you for having me. 
That will conclude today's episode of the American Association of Critical Care Nurses COVID-19 Support Podcast. You can stay up to date with us at our website, aacn.org, and for more great updates, connect with AACN through Instagram at Exceptional Nurses. And make sure to listen to our next podcast when we will be talking to Kishan Mulsanker, a nurse manager at North Shore University Hospital, about how his organization converted the Neurosurgical Intensive Care Unit into a COVID unit at the height of the COVID pandemic in New York. I'm nurse journalist Jamie Davis, thanking you for taking the time to join us in the midst of your busy day. We hear you, we're with you, and we support you.